Hello and welcome back to the Double Post Pod. I know, uh, as always, I'm Reese. I'm Charlie, and you thought you'd never see us again. You probably did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where where were we, Charlie? I just checked, and the last time we recorded an episode was in October, and it Yikes. was titled just "Ugh," like like "Ugh." Yeah. So it's been a long time, and we don't need to talk about why we weren't able to record. But yeah, it's just kind of. It is what it is, but anyway, we're back now, and yeah, we, uh, yeah, that's the important. Yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna start getting back with the weekly episodes. Um, Hopefully, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fly into this thing because uh, we got we got stuff to do today. Yeah, we it's, have we have a metric ton of things to talk about, and uh, I'm sure that's exactly what the stuff. listeners want to hear, like the first <laughs> episode back. But um, whatever, we're here. Uh, let's start at the top. Um, obviously. Here's what we're not going to spend most of the episode talking about is the front office bullshit, for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah. The club sucks, and it's very unfortunate that the people – or the club doesn't suck, but uh, the people the running people it running do. it, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. And uh, you, if you're listening to this, you probably already know the story. And if you don't, um, go read uh, – I believe oh, – who wrote this one? Well, Caitlin Murray broke all the thorn stuff. Or did she? No, that's not even right. My mind's, there, there's a thousand different articles right now. The most recent one, Ryan Clark of the Oregonian wrote a good one. He's the Oregonian. The Oregonian has a, a Timbers writer now. Yeah, I know. He's a Thorns beat writer. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. cool. Step in the right direction. Um, so we're, yeah. That That's just whatever. I don't want to talk about that. It's just yeah. disgusting shit. Um, anyway, um, we're going to talk about on-field stuff. We're going to talk about the the players and the game that actually happens. Because yeah, there is there's a number of big games that we missed, uh, a, a, a large number, and we and we were we were watching them. Um, I guarantee you, we watched every game. Yeah, we watched every game. We just <laughs> immediately started doing homework afterwards. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we watched all the games. We were actually both at the uh, the final. At we were Providence both at the final. Yeah. Um, uh, a special, a special memory. Um, well, okay, okay. Let's start with the playoffs first. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna throw the timer out. We're, we're just gonna try to time ourselves for each of these segments. Yeah, this is this is hopefully gonna be like the opposite of our normal podcast, where we drone on about nothing for ages. We're gonna we're gonna try to stick to the points here. We'll try to do some of that. It's eventually, but yeah. not today. Obviously, um, we will ultimately devolve into that. But uh, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna try to get through stuff quickly. So playoff run. We start at home against Minnesota. Amazing game. We were the better team. Great we got game. the goals. Yeah. And this is what happens when you have Sebastian Blanco on the team. Is that he? Sebastian Blanco is a god. He does worldly things. Yeah. Otherworldly things. And then we played against Colorado on Thanksgiving, which was an interesting time to be yeah. watching soccer. But um, Yeah, the Thanksgiving game is funny. <laughs> I, yeah. Most of my experience watching that was just trying to avoid like random friend, like family friends who were like yeah. trying to engage with me about the game, and I'm just like, please don't talk to me. Yeah, I watched it at your, I watched it at your house, right? No, are you sure? Was that which game did I watch? Did your you house come at? over to my? I don't think you did. I watched one of the games at your house. I remember, but I guess whatever, whatever. Well, we watched it over. We watched the RSL game together. At, that might have been uh, it. That might have been yeah, it. Yeah. At our friend's place. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. We had like the projector set up. and Oh, yeah. There was just a lot of energy around that game. That was probably the most like fun Timbers game to watch. Um, 
even if like the goals weren't. I mean, we only scored two goals, and they were both kind of like weird in their both own kind ways. of MLS goals. Yeah, a l- little bit fluky. I don't. I don't like calling Santi's fluky because like that was a great control and like great move. Yeah, great. Almost a great finish. Santi, like, man, I I know we haven't. Uh, yeah, how about that? Shit. I mean, I know. I feel like I feel like like I was uh, I was hyping up Santi a lot, and you were too. Uh, when we really hadn't oh, yeah. gotten a good look at him, you know, and we're and then in in the time since we've last recorded, we've gotten a much better look at him, and uh, that's true. Yeah, he looks that's like true. he might be, uh, you know, everything we were hoping he would be. He's he's played honestly really yeah. well for us. So, that dude uh, has been insanely good. Yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 weird to have actual like good young, young talent, talent on the Timbers. <laughs> it feels. Yeah. It feels surreal, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like, feel who's, right. Whose team is this? <laughs> it's <laughs> not. It's not off. a bunch of aging veterans that are constantly transitioning out and then bringing in more aging veterans. I mean, I'm trying to think of any young, exciting young players we've had on the team. Like, period. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> hard to think of exciting young players. Well, we've had some. Yeah, you know, we like got, Milano was for a little bit. Yeah, back before he realized he was the finish. worst finisher in the history of the MLS. <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> couldn't develop Konechny. Yeah, uh, that was disappointing. I, I thought Konechny had a lot of potential early on, but... It was... The the Valeri comp was too easy, you know? It yeah. Was like it, yeah, the part was too easy. Like, Jeremy Abobasi? Yeah, maybe. okay, actually, yeah, Jeremy Abobasi. But even then, I mean, he didn't have, like, an insane... It wasn't like he was... I don't I know. Mean, I think Abobasi is... I, I, I mean, think Santi is very clearly an above-average MLS player already. Hmm. Okay, or at least somewhere in that I, mix. I, I think that I would. I think I would like above average, like maybe by like all players, but like for a starter, like I don't know. I still, I'm still okay, not sold okay, that he's cool. like like in a, like a like a above average starter yet. But I definitely above average think he, starter maybe. Not. But I definitely yeah. think he will be based on his like current trajectory. Like, I think he has a lot of upside. You, I like his game a lot. You throw him on like a terrible team in MLS, like like Houston or something. Probably he would probably start there. Oh yeah. I don't sure. know their lineup that well, but I feel like, you know, based on the what we've seen from him so far, like... Do they yeah. still have uh, Elise? I, do they? No, I think he plays in, like, Turkey or something. He plays in Turkey now? Over the lease. Huh. Oh, uh, whatever. Um, that's a deep cut. Wow, yeah. good job. Well, I was thinking of... I was thinking of... Because we played him in the qualifiers. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Nice. Oh, Jesus. We didn't even mention USMNT. Yeah. I don't we're, think we're, we're not going to... We're going to not touch on that <laughs> at all. Good, that's a good idea. We're going to not touch on that at all. All right. Let's talk about MLS Cup. Um, <clears throat> briefly. Atmosphere, amazing. Probably the best I've ever seen for any game ever. Yeah, the atmosphere was pretty good. Um, I... I okay, so me and Charlie were in different spots. Charlie was in the yes. press box. Um, no, I was, I was not in the press. Or you were in the press. <laughs> they you were, you they were, threw us out. Yeah, Charlie they was put in, the, us in the damn. Like I got there and I was just wearing like a hoodie because I was like, oh, I'll be in the press box. Like I don't need to yeah, it was bundle cold. up. It was freezing cold. They had us outside. They had like the non-regular media because at the time I haven't been going to games. I've been down here at school. In Eugene. Uh, so they had it in the outdoor, they called it a tribune. They just put up tables next to the away section in the stands. So I was literally sitting in the stands, like with the uh-huh. laptop, just shivering. But you were on the other, you were in the north end. Yeah, right? yeah, I got into the north end. Um, whether, whether that <laughs> How was. How much did those was, tickets cost? Well, <laughs> I'm not well, trying to laugh at you. I'm just. Because <laughs> um, I mean, we had a, we had, we could do a whole episode about just getting tickets for this game. Yeah, it was a, it was an. It was a mission to get tickets, yeah. and my tickets may or may not have said uh, GA. <laughs> oh, I, I ended up in GA. So uh, is the uh, 
is the moral of the story there. Oh, um, just indicting yourself here. <laughs> well, you know what? If, if the Timbers want to come after me, they're, they can... I think they got bigger fish to fry Yeah, right <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was an amazing atmosphere. Um, I wish I could say the same about the game. The game was rough. Uh, it was, well, okay, it was entertaining. It was not the highest quality match we'd seen it from was the Timbers. It was not. Um, One thing I will say, like, for me, the standout... Um, the standout like takeaway from that game, other than like the result, obviously, was that everything I said about like questioning whether Diego Char could still do everything for the Timbers yep, yep. is complete bullshit. I was totally wrong. He's still as good as he ever was. He put on an absolute masterclass in that game. He was the best player um, on the pitch in the final. Yeah, for absolutely. He put on an absolute clinic in the midfield. Defensively, he was a monster. He saved us from that one which run. He should have yeah, got scored on at the end. end. Um, the completely <laughs> bailed us out. Um, was just, yeah, great on the ball. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing. Um, can completely kept us in that game. He was, yeah. Yeah, and like, so I know that I was saying, I wasn't exactly hating on Char this season, but I was just like... You're I always was, waiting for the yeah, moment. I was, yeah. yeah, I was I was kind of making comments that like, I wasn't sure if he sold the energy to like be as everywhere as he has in the past. And this game, he was absolutely everywhere. Completely, yeah. like, completely keeping us in it. Um, the, only, I, the only other takeaway I really had were that NYCFC fans, at least a thousand or so of them, actually exist, which was a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, that was a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, I was uh, kind of expecting. I, mean, I know quite it's quite loud in my right ear the entire fucking game. Yeah, um, <laughs> except for Mora's goal, that was nice. <laughs> they, they shut up pretty quickly. Then. Yeah, Mora's goal might be the. Um, so anyway, well, yeah, we'll just get into it. I don't yeah, care. Um, basically. Oh, the other thing we learned that that's what I was gonna say though is that Steve Clark still. Didn't exactly cement his legacy well in finals, unfortunately. You can't be giving up that goal in the final. It's, look, it's not like a horrible blunder by him, but it's just a save that you really, you just have to be making that save if you want to win games. A top five MLS goalkeeper, which is what he borderline was last season. Yeah, no, I looking at the, like, if you look at his like advanced like save stats, he was amazing last year. One of the best in the Plain and simple, like Sean Johnson outplayed him. You know, yeah. and of course, I mean, Sean Johnson is like Sean Johnson an elite is, keeper. Sean Johnson is like one of the few keepers that was better than him. <laughs> yeah, last season. Yeah, um, but yeah. Steve Clark's got to make the save. We'll get into departures and stuff later. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe later. Maybe we'll do another episode. Depends how long we take on this. But, um, anyways, other stuff from the game memories. The deflated cup was probably one of the funniest cup. symbols of MLS yeah. I'm, I've ever I'm seen. sure. I'm, I'm sure most people probably heard of the deflated cup. It was kind of like it's kind of all Dude, over Twitter like, and like Instagram. Twenty and everything. foot, maybe it was bigger than that. It was this massive, oh, it was like enormous. Cup. Yeah, they had it in Pioneer Place for like a while, or Pioneer Square or whatever. Uh, and they brought it to the stadium, and it wouldn't inflate. The wind yeah, the, the, yeah, the wind was just killing it, and, and uh, rain. yeah, they kept. Um, they kept they kept trying was the they thing. They tried like six times. They tried many times. The thing is, it, it was very clear that it was never it's going to work, work. Like really early on, and they just wouldn't give it up. Yeah, that, like that was it was funny. This is like organization theory at its prime right there. Like the people are like their job is to put it up, and like none of them have the authority to say like this clearly isn't going to happen. Let's just give it up before it makes us look bad. Exactly. And, That's the thing. Uh, they kept trying. Like I admire the persistence, but you're really just. <laughs> You're looking like an idiot. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure that like they're just. I'm sure like what I'm guessing happened was that there wasn't someone like on site who like really like felt like they had the authority to cancel it. Yeah, you know. 
And hey, maybe the walkie talkies weren't working. Yeah, was, yeah, and they didn't they didn't communicate that clearly <laughs> enough because it was out there for like what, like ten minutes or something. No, longer than that. Longer than that. I mean, since everyone got into the stadium off so the early for we a while, just, and then they brought it up to the middle. We and got there like an hour and a half early. To the game. Yeah, we, like, we were just yeah, we got there to an hour and a half early, and we were already like like in GA, like it was like you were you were you were, you were left with the scraps. Uh, other stuff, the pre, the other pregame stuff like booing the MLS. I don't even know if you could see this because it was right down in front of the North End, but the North End kept booing like the MLS reporters when they oh, would go. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know. I didn't like that, man. I I get that. Like, just trying to do their job. <laughs> yeah, like come on, like I get that it's not the best, but like it, this is like this is their job. Like I don't know, like just just come on yeah it's just kind of a bad look for the it's kind of a bad i mean it is funny in a sense but i also think it's kind of a bad look for the fans because like i don't know like it seems seems like kind of unfair like yeah it's not the best but like whatever Mm -hmm. what are you what are they going to do about it i took a piss next to taylor twelman oh you did yeah i didn't even know that yeah that's all. That's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give I didn't warn we'll anything. The, we'll, just... we'll give you the full analysis in a later episode. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the play-by-play. Oh, <laughs> Got to break into the advanced stats. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's a good bullet point. More goal is the best single moment in Providence Park. Like out, like you can't, you can't I regard. I'm still gonna go double post. Yeah, same. Um, I think that more goal. I mean, I think had we won. I think it would definitely, yes, definitely yes. be the favorite to edge out double, double post. But considering the fact that we <clears throat> didn't win, um, it it was not. I, yeah. I just don't think it can overtake it. Yeah. That said, it was an amazing moment. I guess let's talk about the goal for a second. Um, <sighs> sure. Let's just just get it out of the way. It was maybe the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> um, I actually went, I actually like I'm pretty sure I went into shock because like like after it happened I like couldn't breathe for like a good like minute. I like started like hyperventilating and I like I was like actually struggling to breathe. Um but I remember there was one moment where like I was I was like we everyone was just like completely like freaking out in the like all over the stadium. I at one point I have like a clear memory of like like going to like hug someone, but I couldn't because my arm was wedged in between two other strangers hugging, and I couldn't move it. Um, so that was just kind of like that was that was the scenes uh, following that goal. It, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I mean, the feeling of like we're not gonna make it, we're not gonna get it was. Just, I was I had completely accepted. Defeat, yeah, me too. Being me too. I was like we we weren't it. really creating much. Yeah, we did stretch like nothing. I didn't like have the belief that we were gonna get it. You know, it didn't look like we I were, didn't allow myself to, to yeah. think that. And again, so I'm sitting right next to these NYCFC fans who are pretty loud at this point still. And all around me are like random like NYCFC writers and just or just like MLS people. And, you know, you're not, like, supposed to celebrate or whatever when you're a press person. Uh-huh. Like, you can't wear any gear or anything. You're not supposed to celebrate. People were, people, you know, like, I was looking around and I was, like, I was thinking to myself, like, if we score, am I supposed to, like, am I going to be able to contain myself? And I look around and everybody is just, like, biting their nails. Like, all the NYCFC writers are just, like, freaking out, like, and they, uh-huh. they celebrated their asses off when they scored. So I wasn't that mad that I... I pretty much just, like, ran the aisle, like, up <laughs> town when they scored because I didn't know how else to release energy. Um, I was talking to Joe Becker for a while, too, an anchor, and that was that was pretty interesting. Oh, cool. Um, not a usual soccer guy, but it was cool to see him. 
Um, and yeah, we suck at penalties, unfortunately, but it was still yeah. a fun moment that we can cherish. Yeah, I've um, yeah, was I've it? not I've not rewatched the PK shootout. I, haven't, I haven't I even rewatched the game highlights. Actually. The only highlight I've quote highlight I've rewatched was like some fan video of the stadium erupting during the goal. That's the only like I I have watched. not I I I think I'm there emotionally. I just it's a matter of pride. Principle. It's, yeah. I, I yeah. So like honestly, like, a lot of the game of like the events of the game, I'm pretty fuzzy on because like yeah, I just haven't re. Cool. I saw it from the stands, and I haven't rewatched any of them from like an actual film point of view. Um, yeah. It's just I don't know. So that game is it's obviously it, it is painful. It's going to be the one that got away in terms of MLS cups and just that whole run. But how do you contextualize it within the whole season? Because like. I'm going to remember this season for, I mean, being, I, I remember seeing a team, like when you were in London and when I was in New York, right? Mm-hmm. The 6-2 game, like, yeah, we that was probably the lowest point I've felt as a Timbers fan since they've been in MLS. Like, yeah, we were terrible for two seasons and we've had seasons where we missed the playoffs. We've had seasons where we get killed by Seattle once in a while. But the way that happened with this team, like, this team wasn't supposed to let that happen. Yeah. You know? It was very much a moment where it was like, like, holy crap, like, is this not the team we thought it was? Whoops. All right, let's no. keep going. Uh, sorry, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. We, we said right. timers try to keep ourselves on track, <laughs> which is going. Well, I also missed bolding out this part, so I'm just kind of trying to combine them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we're not editing this, by the way, so enjoy it. <laughs> But, yeah, this season is, like, I had very high expectations for this team when the season yeah, started. Yeah, me too. We talked about that. We talked about fourth place kind of being that, uh, like, bar between, bar for a successful season, right? Because then you get the home playoff game. Yeah. We reached that. Won the, you know, <laughs> make our typical Gio Savarese playoff run. I guess it's not always typical. Well, we're either in the first round or the final, so we know that much. Um but yeah, I considering the talent we had, like again, this will be the the season that got away in twenty twenty one. Unfortunately, it it's hard because well, in a sense, maybe we were never supposed to win this because the Timbers have always thrived on being like an underdog, you know, like finishing the season strong. Yes, and like yes. Being and then the way it worked out in this playoffs, even though we weren't like a top seed, we ended up being the favorite for like the every majority. Game Colorado. Yeah, yeah, the majority of the games we ended up being the favorite for. Yeah. Um, which was very atypical for like a Timbers playoff run. And coming into the it's finals, true. like we were very much like the favorite over NYCFC, which is just yeah. That's funny, isn't it? Anytime we're a top seed, we lose early on. Yeah, exactly. Like 2013, 2017, 2019. All of our best playoff like, runs have come. Sorry, sorry. All of our best playoff runs have come from like the four, five seed range. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so and it, it it was it was funny because it. I mean, I say that maybe it wasn't meant to be, but it, what it actually meant is that I had an unbelievable amount of confidence heading into the final. <laughs> like, just yeah. astonishing. Like, it was really bad. Like, I like remember, we had the whole day planned out based around winning the game. We and then we lost, and then we just abandoned our, into all of our plans for the rest of the day. 
I don't even remember that, to be honest. I think I've purged that from my memory. Yeah, dude, we had, like, a whole day plan. Like, we were all going to meet up after the game. We were going to go out. And then we were, like... True. And then and then after the game, we all... And then after the game, we all just went home. Let's go back to Eugene. Yeah. I I didn't even go back to Eugene. I just went home and just stayed at home. I was too depressed to drive Eugene. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. We, Jake, Jake and I called you and like, hey, are, are, you, are you coming? No. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just um, lay in bed for, like, pretty much the rest so of the day. Yeah. And then drove down in the morning. Um, let's see. Yeah. How does it stack up versus other Timber seasons? Well, if I had actually prepared for this episode, I would have written out each season finish. <laughs> but I think I think this is this team was definitely better than the other one that lost in MLS Cup. Yes, I. So in that sense, I think it's got to be number two. I think this team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I that 2015 team is. Forever gonna be like oh yeah, my, you can't like talk favorite yeah one, <laughs> but but I this team I don't know man I I loved how we played not not just the results um obviously you know making it to the final but yeah no we we played really well um I really liked the way we played I liked the development of a lot of our players um I thought I I loved the way that we righted the ship I know that we do that a lot you know it's not like a but it was a unique <sighs> thing but. But it wasn't like we got a signing in the middle of the summer that changed the entire team. Yeah, Because that's usually how it goes, right? It was just, oh, hey, our back line actually plays coherent soccer now. And, you know, with the help of Steve Clark, we don't let any goals in. Um, And then the offense just does its thing. I mean, towards the end of the season, like, we were playing some gorgeous soccer. Even when Blanco was out in the RSL match. Yeah. Like, we we were really staring down, like, wow, we're starting Santi Moreno and Marvin Luria in this game and Jimmy Chara at the 10, like, is this really going to be okay? Are we really going to do it? And we bossed that game. Like that yeah. was probably, I don't know, from a, from a pure, like this is beautiful soccer like type thing. I think the end of that season was the most gorgeous soccer we've seen the Timbers play probably ever top to bottom. Huh? I guess I don't, Hmm. Yeah, maybe like from a technical standpoint. Yeah. Definitely. We played amazing that game. Everybody passing and moving, everybody doing their job. Like it just kind of again, the goals were kind of fluky sometimes. But I mean, all right. Yeah, we we don't have to. (laughs) It's kind of open ended. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think on the whole, like, I, I, I mean, if we're gonna give it a grade for the season, I mean, it it has to be an A, A plus season. Really? Um, Yeah. I was I was super happy. I mean, I know that like there was a lot of rough patches. There's a lot of parts where we hated it, but like the perseverance and like the way that like our team developed was just beautiful to watch. That is and the exact recipe to get to MLS Cup. Yeah, like, is to is to yeah. like find yourself over the course of the season. And, and it, have you ever noticed that like the teams that are like favorites like all the way through almost never win. Well, yeah, that's just how MLS yeah, works. Like, yeah, but like the yeah. team that like, the LAFCs of the world. Yeah, never, the best the best won. team. For, like, the entirety of the season, almost never wins. I don't think there's been... There's some MLS stat. I can't... It's, like, the Supporter Shield winner hasn't won MLS Cup since, like, ever. I don't, I don't <laughs> remember the last... I think it was one of the Galaxy teams that did it. Um, oh, yeah, wow. But it, it's been a long time. Uh, speaking of Supporter Shield winners, we got uh, Revolution coming to town. That I wasn't trying to transition into that game, but, you know... Interesting matchup for sure, especially Mr. Arsenal fan over here (laughs) who likes Matt Turner. Uh, Matt Turner going to Arsenal. See, I don't understand that move because 
I mean, I guess I just I just hate to see Matt Turner like going into a role where he's going to be a backup. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's going to happen because I mean, yeah. also I was a couple weeks ago I was like going through like advanced stats of a bunch of goalies in the prem and kind of like trying to figure out like where they all stack up. Yeah, um, and Ramsdale is actually really good. Um, was his, he playing today? Was that him? We just watched oh, the Wolves game. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, was that Rams? I don't know. I assume. Oh, it, I'm pretty sure it was because I remember him like celebrating. Yeah, yeah, game. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Ramsdale's a really good goalie um, in the Prem. It's funny, like so many of the, the goalies that like you think of as being the best uh, in the Premier League are like actually like not their their saves, their advanced save statistics are actually not that good. Moment merchants. Yeah. Well, like I also like I think a lot of them like system players. Like if you look at like Ederson, uh, big system player. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like like. You know, it's very players who are like valued because they are good with their feet. You know, yeah. Both Ederson and Allison are good examples of that. Well, and Neuer's like a classic. Uh, Neuer's an example of that. But if you look at like, if you look at like just based on like, because obviously they all have high save percentages. It's all about but that that's because shot XG. Yeah, exactly. But that's be, that's because they're getting they get easy looks because their defenses are so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you look at like the actual like nitty gritty of like how they save versus like. They're like uh, versus like the difficulty of the shots they get. Mm-hmm. Ederson is like bang average, and Allison Allison is good, but he's not great. Um, someone who like actually like I know that a lot of people have been souring on it recently, but Casper Schmeichel is absolutely horrendous. Yeah, he's someone been bad a, this year. Someone has a reputation for being a good keeper. He has been awful, absolutely terrible. Are you a bad stats uh, guy now? Look at you. Damn. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you've been indoctrinated. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I was never. I was never anti advanced stats. I just was never yeah, like. I never put in like the the time. I feel like like you did with uh, a lot of the advanced. Well, stats. I know most of that was just for my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. The, the one the one keeper that like has like the reputation and really backs it up. Um, I've seen Jake drive by the house twice in a row. Yeah, now. that's that's two times in the last five what, minutes. What is he doing? just circling our block. <laughs> um, uh, whatever. Um, goalkeepers. The one keeper who De Gea. De Gea, De Gea actually has been. Um, is that like the one like. Keeper in the prem that like has a reputation that also backs it up with the stats, um, like a lot of their top keepers. Well, shoot, we might as well talk about keeper right now since uh, this this one <laughs> this part of the timer is still chugging. So no more Steve Clark. It's going to be Ivacic or Bingham. We <laughs> no don't really know Steve which Clark. yet. Probably Ivacic if they're still spending a, an international s- slot on him. How how do you feel about that? We also have uh, Justin Vom Stieg and Hunter Salt. Our favorite, yeah. So, um, I think. <laughs> How do you I feel mean, about that one-two punch? I can, I don't know. I think Ivicic, in the limited view that we saw from him, looked solid. Um, I see the, the I pushback just, against that is the six-two game. Yeah, but that was bad. I don't, can you really blame all that on him though? If like, you watch, if you actually watch the game, I mean, he was getting hammered. I mean, there's not a lot he could do about most of those goals. Like that Madrona goal, you can't. No keeper in the world can do anything. To stop yeah. That. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. I think that it's going to be okay. Obviously, barring some ridiculous um, like turn of form, it's going to be a step down from Steve Clark. Yeah, um, that's just just how it's going to be. Um, so it means that our defense is probably going to have to step up a little bit. Um, well, do I have good news for you, Reese? Is uh, both our starting center backs are out to start this season? You know, for yeah, weeks at I was least. Hoping we would. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. We'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get yeah. to that later. All right. Let's wrap up 2021. 
Okay, yeah, this will be the last we talk about it. I got a big long list of superlatives here, and we're ahead of schedule time-wise. Okay. Best game, whatever that means to you. Ugh. Best game of the season. God, I wish I'd prepared something for this. I feel like... Well, I kind of like doing it. I was thinking about that. I kind of like just doing it on the spot. Okay. Um, if we really want to, we can always refine answers for the next episode. But yeah, I, I feel like... Here, you go first with best game. I'm trying to think. Of, it's a struggle for me between... I think there's like two candidates for me. And they're both RSL games. There's the 6-1 game mm-hmm. and the, the Western Conference Final. Yeah. The 6-1 maybe, game was fun. Yeah. Maybe Seattle 2-0 away. Like, maybe that's neat. That's probably my See, I, I missed that game. So oh, I, were you on the plane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was on the tough. plane for that game, yeah. I was very impressed with how we played that game in the first half, especially. Second half, it was like... I remember I, I remember going back and watching the highlights and was like, holy crap, how did we escape this? <laughs> <laughs> there, was some, there was some very MLS goals being scored in that game. But. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen like more... <laughs> like, I mean, because I was watching the highlight package, they were just cramming them in, you know, chance yeah. after chance after chance after chance after chance. And I was like, oh yeah, my God. there was a span of like 10 minutes where I think they hit the post like three or four times. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, they hit the post like oh, four times God. that game. Um, so I don't know the Western Conference final might be it for me, especially with Santi scoring that goal. Yeah, that was a great game. Uh, the Colorado game was great. Oh, the Colorado game makes me want to throw up and <laughs> just thinking about like the, just the hunger I was already experiencing from like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So I was, yeah, you have to like hedge your, your intake. I don't know. The, that was kind of a gross game for me. Yeah, I, I I guess I guess I get what you're saying. All right, I think I think honestly, thinking back on, I think you're right. The RSL six one game I think was the most fun. Obviously, it wasn't the most meaningful, but like just in terms of like, it really felt like we were like. Well, it was meaningful though because it was the first time all season where we could really say like, "Wow, we are a good team who can no, beat no, the crap." Okay, out of right, decent team. But I'm just saying like it wasn't like it wasn't like compared to like the playoff games. You know, didn't have the most on the line. True. Um, yeah, of course, of course. But I think like. In terms of like it was it was the most fun match I think I've watched all year. That that was like the moment where it was like, holy crap, like we've we've officially gone from being like, you know, a Bad. team on the rise, <laughs> you know, that looks like it might have some potential to like, holy crap, like what we what are we gonna do in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. yeah that was that was like true. really like the turning point, I think, yeah. in the season. I um, mean, speaking of playoffs, like an RSL, their playoff run was pretty great. Yeah. I mean, obviously beating Seattle you know, I'll, I'll always be here for that, uh-huh. especially in the way it did. Um, that was hilarious. Beating SKC, again, another team who was like poised for an MLS Cup run, and all of a sudden, little RSL comes through and takes it away. Um, worst game, I don't even know why I put that down. We, we all know what it is. Uh, yeah, there's no reason to get fancy or try yeah. a lot of deep cuts. Uh, all right, best player. Again, I don't really know why I put this down. It's Blanco. Yeah. It I mean, was Blanco. Blanco still is, by the way. Yeah, there's a number of like <laughs> shouts that you want, I want to give other players, but if we're going, yeah. I mean, the plain and simple, it's it's Sebastian Blanco. He is our best player. Well, we can give other shouts too. Felipe Mora scores clutch goals. Yeah, we know that, um, and he he did it plenty of times. Another guy who will be out to start the season. Wow, yeah. such such fun. Um, 
Jimmy Chara stepped up. Jimmy Chara had a good... I feel like he and Espria were the two guys who really hit a different level. Like when those two, that's that's drive by number three. When those two were hitting a different level, he's like just circling the block. Yeah, what what is dude? Go <laughs> home. Gonna, like he, live, he lives a block away. I'm gonna text him. What is he doing? Sorry. Uh, no, when a, when the Colombians were hitting their stride, that's when we were getting insane. Um, that include you can include Moreno in that too. I'm really excited to see what he does. Um. Diego Chara is the only other like serious candidate in this. Yeah, honestly, I, I might mean, go Chara just because he like he was here the entire season. Yeah, it's hard for it's hard to give it to Blanco just because he was out so much. Even though he even though he is like our best player, um, I think Steve Clark. You know, Steve deserves Clark a shout. shout yeah. I know that like there was I feel like there was less of a deal made about Steve Clark this season than last season, but he was arguably just as good. Um, I yeah. I don't know I don't know why it was maybe it was like. Some some of the novelty of him of people realizing that he was really good and yeah. then the fanfare kind of died down or maybe he's also injured like, a little bit this yeah, year. Yeah, he was like, injured yeah. and maybe he's had some more moments last year. But anyway, this season or I suppose it's last season now um, was just as good as the one before. I mean, he was outstanding um, for us. And Is he your, so that a, oh look at that starting a new fifteen minutes. Um, is he your most underrated player from that team? Uh, most underrated player. That's interesting. I think, to be honest, yeah, I think that's a decent shout for most underrated. And it's not even because, like, people don't know that Steve Clark was good. It's just that, like, no one really talked about it, I feel like, this season yeah. compared to last season. You know, it wasn't, like, a storyline. It wasn't a thing. Um, that's true. It, that's it true. definitely, like, deserves to be as much of a thing as it ever was. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a good shout. Um... I mean, I, I guess we skipped over favorite player as well, but I mean, oh, Diego Char is my favorite player of all time at this point, he, and I can't be convinced otherwise. God, what about you? It's really Diego Char is just. Does Seba, just, Seba get a shout? I love Seba, but I mean, favorite player. I mean, there's there's two. Look, Sebastian Blanco is like kind of a Timbers legend already. Um, I would say he is solidly. You know, he's even if he didn't win a cup. Like, yeah, that he's, man has carried us. Yeah, well, actually, he did win a he did win a cup. MLS is back. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, merit. <laughs> but I mean, I think he. But the, he's he's almost like I, I hate to say this because it sounds bad, but he's almost like a little bit of a second tier legend. Like, yeah, there's, exactly. There's exactly. two players for the Timbers that are just. I mean, there's a number. Yeah. Of, there's a number of like iconic players for the Timbers. There's two players who are just kind of above the rest, and that's that's Diego Valeri and Diego Chara. Yeah. Um, and Diego Valeri, uh, we'll we'll get to it, but um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Diego Chara has to be my favorite player from this last season. Yeah. Um, so he gets MVP. Uh, yeah. From us. Most underrated, though, I mean, it still might be Diego Chara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Diego Chara is so good. I mean, I think that there's a real case to be made that he, like, over the last decade, he is, like, a top five to top, like, a top ten MLS player over the last decade. And you know what's funny is he has one all-star. One points. all-star. <laughs> I mean, he has very consistently, every single season, been, like, probably the, the best defensive center mid in the league. Like, every season. For, yeah. like, the last, like... Seven or eight seasons or whatever now. Yeah, I mean it's just it's unbelievable, and I think that like it's Off hard. Seven or eight, like try like ten. I think it's hard. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's hard for people who don't watch the Timbers week in week out 
to really like recognize how good he is. You know, yeah. because obviously you see him make big tackles. You know, you see he's very good. He's very competent on the ball. I mean, if you watch him play, you'll you'll kind of see like, okay, yeah, he, he looks good. You know, he passes the eye test. But you don't really understand like his greatness until you watch him put out fires every single week. Yeah. Like, because I, I feel, I feel like if you don't watch him, if you only watch a few Timbers games a year, you know, you don't really get a full sense of just like how prolific he is. It's not just the defensive part too, which is what people always focus on, and rightly so, because that's like the biggest thing he does, uh-huh. but his passing. His pass passing might be the most underrated trait for like any player I've ever and, like, seen. And I think the like sport. Yeah, exactly. Like I think like he gets his passing underrated because he doesn't make a lot of those like really intricate final third passes like well, he doesn't he does. make the Valeri passes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in terms of like ball retention, his ability to like, get out of tight spaces mm-hmm. is really actually amazing. And you're right, he definitely doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of like p- keeping possession, he's probably our best player um, in terms of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he anchors on offense, he anchors on defense. He's just, he's an absolute, like, he's a superstar. And he just doesn't get the mm-hmm. superstar credit or treatment. He does from Timbers fans, but... Um, yeah, yeah. And but, he's, he's starting to get it from, like, MLS pundits and stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the they, people they understand really it's, just, it's obviously not the flashy pick for him. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That was good. Uh, most overrated player. Ooh, most hater category. Yikes. Um, I think. Let's see. Yeah, this, this is. I, I feel. I feel bad saying overrated by any Timbers players because, in a sense, I always kind of Maybe think of all Timbers players is underrated, even though I know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like whenever I watch MLS, I always think like, oh man, like the Timbers are so much better. Like my pl- our, our player at this position is so much better than their player at this position. Like. Yeah, like are well, we? Yeah, our guys are just underrated. Like people just don't understand. But like, I also get that like every single fan base says that all their players are underrated. Like we were mm-hmm. saying with Chara, because mm-hmm. they watch him every week. So I think it's hard for me to say oh, like an overrated. Player. I have a sickening pick for this. A very sickening. All right, I, I might. I've. All right, just. I don't, I don't even want to say this. Actually, can we just skip this? Yeah, category? we're gonna skip it. We're gonna skip it. All right, I'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, MLS moment of the year. <laughs> I think the deflated cup is kind of the easy answer here. Yeah. Just because it's so symbolic of everything MLS is about. Uh-huh. And tries to It's be. just like it's lofty ambitions and then it's often You could go with like Aaron Herrera clearing the ball off of Felipe Mora into the goal oh, in, the, in a conference final. Right, that's right. <laughs> he really just cleared it right off. You could him. also go with like the David Ochoa own goal <laughs> from Santi Moreno's strike. <laughs> like... <laughs> The David Ochoa. That entire game was, was oh pretty God. interesting as a, as a case study for an MLS moment. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. Players getting injured on turf. That that's a pretty strong one. Um. I think I think that I think the David Ochoa one is a good shot. We I know we have a list of like all like all of the MLS. Yeah, we got some. Yeah. Well, yeah, we. We fell off the second half of the yeah, season. Yeah, I guess we didn't but... keep them all going. Oh, that, that one Espria goal, um, I think it was against Minnesota earlier in the season, where it just bounces off like three different players and ends up going in the goal. Oh, that's right. You know what? Actually, just, like, okay, runs back on this, the goal. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out uh, a moment from, I think, what is this, our second game? Um, like, we have a note, and I, I remember the play now that I, I'm looking at the notes. Like, a sp- it was in the 61st minutes. A spree <laughs> marathon at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a spree dribbled the ball out of bounds. Yeah. He wasn't pressured. <laughs> he wasn't... 
it it was I think like that is the most quintessentially MLS moment because it was one of those things that you see and you just go, what what what? Like he wasn't being pressured. There wasn't anyone on him. There wasn't like a time crunch. To, I, he just dribbled the ball out of bounds. It was it was the most shocking thing. There was no explanation. There was no rationale. There was no reason. Yeah. He just just dribbled the ball right out of bounds. I Valentine mean, style. Something you wouldn't see in like a fifth grade game. Um. Anyway, obviously, you know, hate to single out Espria here because yeah, oh, he produces season. a lot of MLS moments. But yeah, like I think like something like that is almost the perfect MLS moment of the year. You know, something simple and like generic that like is uniquely MLS. Yeah, I, Bill Tuiloma's name is popping up in all a lot of these uh, MLS yeah, moments yeah, as well. Like Tuiloma has his fair share of scoring uh, the banger free kick at the end of the Seattle match just because. Yeah, uh, doing the same thing in the preseason game recently. And uh, he just had a lot of moments where he would, like, make somebody and give the ball away. Or, like, just has a spark of brilliant footwork, like, to get out of a hole or something. Like, it's very odd. Yeah, no, he, he definitely has... I mean, Tuiloma is a very skilled player. Um, the the thing is that he's not consistent. Like, because that's the thing about, like, yeah. playing... That's the thing you see a lot is with, like, center backs who are, like, good with their feet. I mean, obviously, maybe not so much from the best center backs, but from, like, MLS center backs, at least... Mm-hmm. Um, that are like really good with their feet. They'll make nice plays or nice runs, but it's just like they're equally as prone to like trying to do something and then completely giving yeah. it away and looking foolish because like although they might have the technical ability, like they just don't do it. You know, they don't they don't practice it, so it's not like like the muscle memory isn't there like it is for midfielders who have to do it nonstop every game. Um, and Tui Loma is the perfect example of that. Like he has the ability, but like he just doesn't practice it enough. So like a lot of times when he tries to pull something out. Um, it does not come off. Yeah. Goal of the year. I mean, do we even need to talk about this one? <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty obvious I, what the I, goal of the year is. I have is. a I, I agree that it's the bike. Like it, it's it has to be the bike. bike. But I will add Oh boy, that person almost hit that car. Um I will also add Blanco's goal against Minnesota to that list. Oh, the, I think it was his last goal, the one from D. Yeah, you're right. That was insane, man. Oh yeah, Blanco does have some absolutely ridiculous strikes from deep. It didn't, and feel... it's not even on a very big sample size either. Like think about like the number of long shot goals he has versus like I feel he doesn't even take that many. Yeah. Well, some of them are just like some of his most memorable goals are from outside, like especially in that one playoff run. What was that? 2018. Um. But like that, the goal against Seattle was like wasn't a great shot. Yeah, it just kind of went in. The, the Kansas City one was a great shot. Um, yeah, I I think Blanco's goal is a good second place, but it's got to be Espria. Yeah, Espria. Just don't see that very often. It's just it was <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, that goal was like that goal was not like MLS special. That was like just that was world. That was, and yeah. it ended up on four three three. That's oh yeah, it did. <laughs> okay, I feel like the Timbers have ended up on four three three more times than any other team. I feel like I see it all the time on four three three. Like I not think all that's the time, obviously, but you. no, I I, I don't think that's true because I think that like I I see most of their posts and like I mean I remember like remember the the goal that uh, uh, Alfonso Davies scored on us. Um, yeah, that was on four three three. Blanco's <laughs> shot was on four three three. Um, we've had a number of ones like uh, Diego Valeri's goal in the MLS Cup was on four three three. The bike was on four three three. If you don't know it. what four three three is, it's an Instagram page with like a 
billion followers. Yeah, I think it's, it, really it's the most deal. followed uh, soccer Instagram page. It's got like 20 million, 20 some million followers. Um, I, I, I'm I think, gonna look it up now. Yeah, they, they say check that, that but. Um, They've got, I think they're like the most followed. It is a big page. deal. Like it, it's a genuine big deal when you end up on it. Yeah, I mean they get they get millions and millions of um, views on all of their posts. Fifty million followers. Holy shit! I was way off. Forty-seven point three. All right. Well. Well, I mean, I said a billion, so. Not <laughs> too. But. Um. All right. All right. What's next? Celebration of the year. I don't know why I wrote that. I don't know any celebrations. Of the yeah, year. I don't know. That's stupid. Um, favorite non-Timbers MLS player of the year. God, we're really getting in the weeds here. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't know. We can kind of skip over this stuff. Maybe like Ochoa, honestly. I love David Ochoa. God. I love it. I'm, I'm all here for it. You only love him because uh, you have to. That's not true. That's simply <laughs> false. I'm not forced to like anybody. <sighs> Whatever. Um, favorite non-Timbers MLS player of the year. I don't know, man. I, I don't <laughs> even have one. Like, I think we can skip through the rest of these. It's yeah, like, uh, they're all stupid. Um, all right, well, we're making great time out here, man. Yeah, I know. This is weird. I think that like we've forgotten like how to focus. Yeah, how to waste time, basically, <laughs> which is normally what our podcast consists of. Um. Yeah. All right, so let's get into 2022 and what this means. Season starts in two days. That's fucking crazy. Season starts in two days. Yeah. And this, um, this episode has been like weeks in the planning and it then just keeps like, oh, like one of us can make it and then the other one can't. And then like we'll aim for a day in the future when we both are free and then something will come up for one of us. And and now it's like last minute, like we're trying to cram it in our last little segment of time and we're both free. This is terrible. I feel like I'm submitting a homework assignment that I've I've been assigned like six months ago. <laughs> I just haven't gotten, yeah, it's tough. gotten around to it. This is only four months since our last episode. Um... All right, 2022, we got four guys going out. They're no longer with the club. Four four key guys. There's other uh-huh. people, but Diego Valeri is the big one. Uh, Jeff Attenella, Steve Clark, Andy Polo. Yep. Don't think we need to talk about Polo. Everybody knows the deal with that. Yeah. Steve Clark goes to Houston Dynamo, and it seems like, you know, his contract was up. It looked like we just didn't want to pay him as much as Houston did. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's. What, what do you? No, I want to have a discourse about goalkeeper. Like, goalkeeper, I feel like is one of the more replaceable facets of a team. Like, if you have a great goalkeeper, that doesn't really mean anything for your like your team. Okay, well, look at uh, look at Atletico Madrid over the last few years. I mean, their play style they could not have played that way if they didn't have O'Block and goal. Because, like, the whole thing was they were built on absorbing pressure and not giving away big chances. But it only works when you've got the world's best shot stopper in goal who can, like, take care of all of the, all of the other stuff. have no block discourse. <laughs> okay. Thing, quick, quick, going, going back quickly to the advanced stats. Uh, O-Block sucks. <laughs> At least he has this last He's not year. good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be cracked. Not, was... not only has he not, like, been, like, living up to his standards, he's actively bad. Like, he is a significantly below average keeper over the last year. Um which is a pretty unbelievably historic drop-off. Just considering he's not even that old, especially for a goalie. So I, know, I guess I always thought of the way Madrid play were more, or Atleti played were more centered around their back line and guys like, like Diego Godin yes, being so cracked we, rather than they're relying on their keeper necessarily. But the whole thing is that like basically there's like their their whole thing, like you said, like with their back line is like, like you're not getting through their back line. Yeah, you're not getting yeah. an easy chance 
You know, yeah, you're, okay. getting, you're getting you you might get some chances from outside the box, you know, some half chances, but that's where having O block comes in handy because like he doesn't let up on those on those half chances, you know, like you you need like a really quality chance to get one by him, um, and get, you just don't okay. get that when you have a back, such a good backline, which is why the defense was so good. I guess what I'm trying to say is for the money that we would have spent on a 35 year old Steve Clark. We can do more by getting like a backup midfielder. I do. I do. Yeah. I agree with that statement. Yeah, or like a backup forward or something. Yeah, the old thing was like a principle, but I think in this case you're right that yeah, okay. we we do, we really can't be breaking the bank on Steve Clark at this point, even though he's been a great player. I mean, he's at an age where like you just don't really know. Yeah, you know, and if I mean, we, if we if we knew we were going to get three more years of this Steve Clark, then I think that it's probably worth the money. But you just don't know, and I mean, are you really willing to roll the dice? When like it's a lot of yeah. money that can be spent elsewhere, yeah. Um, and so I think you're right. Yeah, and I think this is in a salary cap league. And I mean, some some soccer fans, Timbers MLS fans, don't like the salary cap and the salary cap in general. Um, I don't know. I don't mind it. Like I think in order to grow the league, like you're gonna have to have some sort of parity. But I don't know. We we don't need to. Get I mean, I I I think like in terms of just like like the identity of the league. I, I love the idea of a salary cap, as like you said, insurance parity, which is something that's absent from all of the European leagues. Like that's something that could really set the MLS apart, you know, in yeah. assuming the quality catches up to those leagues. Like that's what's going to set the MLS apart from all those leagues. Because here's the thing is if you if you don't have a salary cap, then the, the teams who want to spend, and yes, that includes Portland, but it would be like Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, LAFC. Like you can run down the typical list of like big spenders in MLS. They're going to be good. Everyone else is going to be terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Colorado is never <laughs> making the playoffs again if we remove Bro, the salary Houston. cap. Houston. FC, FC, <laughs> Dallas. FC Dallas. FC Dallas has like the best academy in the league and, the, and zero fans. It's insane. Um, yeah, it's very, very odd. They actually might be able to do okay with just homegrown players, but I mean, I mean, yeah, they they just signed Jesus Ferrer to a DP deal. Yeah, just kind of in that same vein, which is interesting. But, anyways, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about losing Steve and Jeff. Like, I I understand that it sucks, and I'm not here to tell you that the goalkeeping will be completely fine this season. And you'd be right to be skeptical about it, as as am I, but. Again, the money might be better spent somewhere else. Also, happy retirement to Jeff. Yeah, uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah, Even no, he's he's given he's given a lot to the Timbers. Um, yeah, and he uh, he did yeah. suffer the curse of the Timbers goalie. Um, but you know, I mean, if, <laughs> well, no. What do you what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I mean, like he got hurt and then got replaced. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's what happens. You you get hurt, you get replaced, your replacement gets, pops off, and you're out of your job. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's just how it goes. He was a solid backup for sure. He was, yeah, he was a very solid backup. Um, he's honestly not even that bad for a starter. Um, so as a backup, yeah, he was a very quality keeper to have there. But anyway, um, I know that like okay, so going back to our keepers, obviously, said you know we got Bingham, we got Bingham, Ivicic, um, and Ivicic backups. Yeah, I mean, okay, I know that this last season Hunter Stoltz got in a little bit and. Did he's not, he's not gonna. He's not gonna play this year unless we have some injuries. I highly doubt he'll be playing any games. That said, I mean, he's a young player. You know, he's very young, especially for goalies. It's not super common for like really young goalies to break out like that. Mm-hmm. So him, him jumping into the first team and like starting was kind of a trial by fire. Yeah, um, definitely. And for a goalie, where like so much responsibility is heaped on your shoulders, and like there's so much like 
I don't know, like mistakes are so costly. It's a pretty, it was a pretty terrible situation to be in, to be honest. Yeah. So I, and I know that like we, I mean, he didn't, he didn't perform particularly well, but I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to be a good goalie. It's not like the rest of the team played well in any of those games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) if you you have like an 18 year old, like new goalie who's never played in MLS before, like maybe don't allow him to get peppered with shots, you know? And T2 is coming back this year. Yeah. So he'll, he'll probably be on T2. Um, That'll be I good. just put up an article about that actually, so check out CascadiaSN.com if you want to see where to find T two matches this season. But um, all right, let's let's do the Valeri thing. Um, <laughs> we've amped about it a little bit earlier. Top two in Timbers history, guaranteed. If not your number one, um, I think he is my number one. It's extremely sad. Like it's sad. Yeah, I love to see him go to Lanus, and I mean. A while ago on Reddit, sometimes I lurk around on Reddit, uh, somebody asked what your favorite Diego Valeri moment was. And I believe we were both at this situation. Um, during 2020, a bunch of Black Lives Matter protests over the summer. Uh-huh. And he was there handing out water with Connie along the, the, along the trail. I don't, I don't know what you call it. The route. Along the route on the street. That's my favorite Diego Valeri moment. I mean, he connected with the community, he connected with the city, and like... No matter what he did on the field, which was obviously quite a bit, uh, he was a good person at the end yeah. of the day. And as we, yeah, he really was. If you didn't know it already, it should be clear by now. Most Timbers fans don't care about success on the field as much as they do like the the people who see that. that I think that's what really sets Timbers fans apart from a lot of soccer yeah. fans around yeah. the world. You know, is that like I think, and maybe this is more like I don't want to want I don't want to generalize. I guess, but. Um, I think there's definitely like a like a prevailing attitude uh, in soccer a lot um, that like it doesn't really matter how ter- how bad a person is like as a person as long as they perform on the field. Yeah, we you see know? that all the time in American sports for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I I, just, I think it's cool. It's something that kind of sets us apart. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard to lose Valeri. It I, obviously I was like I was saying I was in the North End. Um, for the last game, and I mean, I've, any of you guys, I mean, I'm sure you all watched the game, you remember, um, Larry missed his <laughs> penalty, um, and I think, quick note about that, I, I think that he felt like he kind of had to take one, just like in 2015, um, Yeah, I just don't think that... Yeah, I mean, if you're that kind of club legend, you, you know, I think he of course felt, you step I think, up. Yeah, I think he felt like he had to take it, but I, I'm just not sure it was, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but anyway, after the game, you know, when they were the players were walking off the field, he, you know, did his last walk by the north end, um, and it was I don't know, it was it was kind of it was pretty sad because it really felt like the end of an era. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, it, that miss, you know, doesn't define Valeri, of course. Um, I mean, he's just had so many legendary moments for the club, and it's meant so much to the members. <laughs> but it is really hard. I mean, it would just be such a perfect way to finish his career here and just to have it go down like that is really hard yeah um, the perfect so the perfect yeah. finish would have been that free kick he took going in yeah that would have been nice oh my but, god yeah you know, whatever their suffering is necessary or something like that um whatever. all right enough hilarious sadness <laughs> i saw i saw, I saw you or something the other day i was talking about like like a basically like gaslighting yourself into believing that like suffering is like good because it helps oh, you build character or something <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> exposing me right now uh, um 
All right, so those four guys out. I believe there's, real quick, I mean, there's a couple other guys that left the club since we have the time to actually mention their names. Zambrano's gone. He's playing in, like, Armenia. Uh, Manny Perez, Jorge Gonzalez, a couple dudes that never saw the pitch for us. Uh, they're both at Louisville. And, obviously, Andy Polo is out. Um, guys coming in. The big one, David Ayala. We finally got it done. This guy's been linked with the Timbers for like over a year. He's a 20-ish year old uh, midfielder. I can't remember exactly. Young, but not like Barcelona young. Yes, yes. <coughs> Speaking of which, shout out Barcelona oh. hammering Napoli today. Oh, shout out, oh, shout out COVID. Yeah. Oh, which I apparently have. Um, not actually. David Ayala, this kid is for real. He's another U22 signing. We now have one more spot for another U22 signing. Young players. Him and Moreno. This U22 thing has been great. I think we've benefited more than any other club so far from it, just because I don't think any any of those guys have sold on yet. Uh-huh. I know the Sounders have one guy, Chu, who's also a U22, but I don't... I can't remember around the rest of the league. I'm, I'm way out of my depth in no, this conversation. This department. <laughs> I'm just... I'm, uh, I don't know. Um, David Ayala is for real, and he's the very clearly supposed to be the long-term Diego Chara replacement. By the way, um, speaking of potential Diego Chara replacements, there was a really good Eric Williamson interview with the Scuffed podcast. Some USMNT fans might might know Scuffed. Um, Eric did a really insightful interview with them um, last week, or maybe it was this week. Uh, talked about his experience playing in Portland, playing elsewhere, playing for the national team. So go check that out. I was really impressed with how he talked about his growth in his skill sets and realizing that, like, okay, he, he literally says, like, okay, I won't be able to do what Diego Char does defensively because, like, no, literally nobody can. I mean, N'Golo Conte <laughs> is, like, the only person who <laughs> yeah. seems to be able to do that. Um, but he's working on other aspects of his game that, that help him be a valid contributor for the team. Um... This, I feel like we've had this conversation like six times, but Christian Paredes played really, really well throughout the end of the season. It's part of the reason why we were so good towards the end of the year. Yeah, no, you really stepped up. Is he um, still ahead of Williamson on the depth chart when they're both healthy? No. Okay. I, 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 you're right. I think Christian Paredes stepped up, but I also think that part of the reason that we were saying that he like really stepped up was in relation to our expectations. I think that Williamson at his best, even Williamson like at like, you know, like I just, you know, close to his best is still much better than Paredes at his best. Yeah, um, and I think I like Paredes, and I, I I've liked him for a long time. Actually, I think he's a quality player. I like the way he plays, but he just he doesn't have like that. He doesn't have the same ceiling as Williamson. I mean, okay. I I, I always think that. I mean, unless Williamson returns and is a significantly different player than he was, I think he'll fit right back into that starting role. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, Shive is not a bad fourth string midfielder. No, he's not. He's a. That's one of the things that we saw this well, season. Fifth, maybe with like Ayala in here now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually didn't really expect much from Foshive, but he had a pretty good season. Um, definitely better. Yeah. Definitely played better than my expectations. Um, yeah. So that and again, was, this depth, man. Nobody else has this kind of depth. Yeah. Uh, at least in in that part of midfield. Um. Other guys who came in, uh, Tega Ikoba, T2 guy, who is now promoted to the first team. He's our backup striker right now because he's the third guy on the team <laughs> who plays that position. And as we said, Moore is going to be out for probably two months or so from the beginning oh, of the season. God. So, Jesus. Um, yeah. 
It's so just rough. Very. He, he's more of a speedster. He's not as big, but uh, he's pretty quick. Then obviously Nisgoda. We'll see what he can do. Still making DP money. So yeah, I mean, let's see some long term production. Shit. Again, Nisgoda didn't continue his you know like like astonishing goal scoring record. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the but he's best still, like goal. He's led MLS in goals per ninety. Dude, he probably led season. like any every league in the world in goals per ninety. <laughs> Arnautovic, yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> Hall, maybe maybe Haller in uh, the Champions League. Haller, bro, dude, those by the way, those Ajax kits. Oh man, I yeah. might need to hop on DHgate and get one of those cheap ones. Ooh, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it'll only take like three months to ship. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Dude, honestly, I kind of like the classic Ajax, the the white and red. I don't know. Something yeah. about it. It's kind of timeless for me. Oh, the Arsenal fan can't figure out why he likes the Ajax kits. That's <laughs> crazy. It's just a really good, it's a really smart color scheme. I don't know. Um, okay, well, there's something we could talk about. Kits. Oh. How do you feel? Oh, I think we absolutely smashed the Sounders in the in the kit board this season. <laughs> Off-season oh MLS Cup. Right, you know it's bad when you go to the you go to the I went to the Sounders Instagram just to see if any of their fans are trying to justify it. And even the Sounders fans were completely given up. Like they were, they were like, "Oh god, it's, it's it, I hate to admit it, but we got crushed this year. Like our kits are terrible." They've had some bad kits over the years, but this one is like top Th- bottom three. It's disgusting. Like, it really is. I mean, Zoo Lily obviously is kind of <laughs> Zoo Lily era. Zoo Lily era is just. It's kind of funny. It's, but I, I think that like the sponsor doesn't even make um that big of a difference really. Like yeah, it's Zoo Lily. It's kind of a silly name, but you know it's not. Yeah. It it doesn't like make or break a kid. It doesn't exactly strike fear into your opponent. Exactly. I mean, it does TikTok, but <laughs> it does Alaska, but it's not like I don't know. It's a little. Uh... I don't know. It seems it's very it seems very out of place for like a sports context. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, those like fake camo ones they did a couple years ago, I um, think those are still worse than this checker thing they got going on. Yeah. I don't know. Let's talk about the rose kits though, because those are yeah, actually the rose kits. Like, rose kits are like I was like kind of shocked when I saw them, but like in a good way. I don't know. It was not at all what I was expecting, but like they're they're really cool. They're really cool, and they've been getting like international recognition. Um, you know, it's the type of kit you'll see on like uh, kit fan pages. Yeah, you know what I mean, I yeah, it's very, it's very much a kit that like makes like people who are into kits go, "Whoa!" Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And some people are like, "Oh, it looks like my grandma's couch or whatever." They're like, I don't care. That looks sick. I love those type of designs. Plus, it's cool that like I don't know. It feels authentically Portland in a way that like I think like a lot of other teams couldn't really pull off a kit like that you know well especially so mls many, teams in the adidas yeah, era. <laughs> so yeah so many mls teams i feel like try to force their like like because like a lot i think like a lot of like the like the most like important like uh, like the timbers are probably the quintessential example in mls of like a team with an identity yes you know yes like the culture the the fans that there was like a really strong timbers identity that goes beyond just like what's on the field mm-hmm. and the players and i think a lot of mls teams try to kind of try to mimic that you know, in their own way. Yeah, but it's very them. obviously. It's very, it's very obviously forced, and I yeah. think that it, like with the Timbers, it like feels a lot more organic than it would coming from any other clubs. So in that sense, we're in like kind of a unique position to be able to pull something like this off. Yeah, which I think is cool, um, at least in the MLS. Obviously, you know, it's around there. There's much deeper fan bases in a lot of countries around the world, but in the MLS, I think we're kind of uniquely positioned. All right, let's round off this episode. Um, with I didn't write this down, and yeah, we're getting dangerously close to, to showtime here for dinner. 
Um, yeah, Charlie's got a little birthday dinner. Yeah, a week late because I had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, predictions for this season. Where are we at? Expectations-wise, predictions-wise. Winning the MLS Cup. That's your expectation? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, that's low-key, like... I I don't care about making the final anymore. I care about winning it. I would honestly predict that we're going to... I expect us to take a little bit of a step down. Really? Not, not a lot of a step, but I think at least... At least from um, at least from like our playoff run, you know. Okay, think about it this way: compared to our expectations from last year, which were fourth place, have they gone up, down, or stayed the same? Okay, oh, for me, they've stayed for the like same. fourth place. Um, again, fourth place being that yeah for the home. I I would say that my expectations are probably in that like three to four range. Um, I don't know; it's hard because I think that. I think that the loss, obviously having a lot of our key defenders out and having losing Steve Clark is going to really hurt our defense early on. Um, we also have it a lot is. of attacking injuries, um, which is going to be a problem. So we need we need players like, and then like a lot of our midfielders, you know, we're getting old. So we need players to come in and step up a little bit. But Blanco is going to be back, which is huge. Um, yeah. Williamson is coming back, um, which is going to be huge. I'm really excited, like you said, about Ayala. Um, i I've watched like his little highlight reel. He looks really good from that. Yeah, but obviously it's a highlight reel. Yeah, I haven't even scouted him that much to be honest. Um, I'm so busy. But I don't know. I think uh, I'm excited for this year. I think we're going to be good. But I, I'm not necessarily like ready to predict that like we're going to go back to MLS Cup. You know, I don't think I'm quite there yet. Yeah, I and that, I mean that's why I like to do the places in preseason predictions because yeah. like you can't, you can never MLS playoffs are the most unpredictable out of any sport. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like my kind of, my like, oh God, my upper end goal for the, the mm-hmm. team. Like, I guess like my, my, hmm, how am I trying to put, how am I trying to say this? Like my favorable prediction is that we'll be like around third, I guess. My ceiling of third? Okay. Yeah, not, not a ceiling. I think we definitely okay. can go higher. Oh, but I, I think like if I'm going to predict, I think it's somewhere in the three to four range. I'm going to choose to say three because I want to be an optimist. Um, yeah, I mean, as usual, I could see a scenario in which we get top three or top two, even in the West, uh-huh. or I could see a scenario where we or, miss the playoffs. I, I would like be. If this, if I this would team be really surprised me miss the playoffs, but I could definitely see us getting a lower level spot. I mean, a few, you know, Diego Chara gets injured. That's yeah. I mean, you're staring is, down like an up little. I think I think with Sebastian Blanco, assuming he stays healthy, we're always going to be a threat on offense with okay. the with the other players we have. I mean. I like that. He's take. just he's just so good, and he makes players around him good. I I think that we'll never have serious offensive problems as long as he's healthy and like we have some other players. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think even with Mora out, I still like our offense. You know, I think we have like enough breathing room for that. So I mean, unless it's just catastrophic injuries across the board. Yeah, and we don't have to deal with CCL this season uh-huh. in the beginning of the year, which definitely took points definitely. away from us at the beginning. Yeah, we looked tired. Um, um, and I like it's kind of stupid that we're not in CCL because I don't understand why the runner-up doesn't get a CCL bit. That's insane. Yeah, that was that's pretty dumb. Like how, you make it to the. I mean, we get what we got. What four? Yeah, four teams. Well, and four. So three of them are like, uh, well, Supporter Shield goes, and the Open two, Cup winner goes, MLS Cup goes. But since Open Cup, uh, and then there was another one too. Can't remember. Usually, I think like it's first place in the. Usually, I think it's supporter like the, shield winner, MLS Cup winner, like the first in, and then first right? in each conference. Yeah. yeah, but this season they let Seattle go as the next highest point total. 
Yeah. Um, instead of because they because the U.S. Open Cup didn't happen, do anything so. to get Seattle in fucking Champions League. I guess. Um, <sighs> so I don't know. It'll be fun to watch them lose to Montagua. Couldn't tell you where they're from, dude. I look. I I can never root for Seattle, but if there's one place I'd like them to lose slightly less, it's I. It's just we have the MLS's performance in the Champions League has been so unbelievably disappointing. I just want any yeah. team to win. Just I, I don't want Seattle. To I win. don't want it to be the Sounders. That's the thing. It's like I'm caught, I'm caught in two minds between desperately wanting an MLS team to perform and desperately not wanting it to be the Sounders. It would you know? unequivocally be a net positive for MLS as a league. Absolutely. But it would unequivocally be the most net negative thing that could happen because the, we the would never hear the end of it. Yeah, the amount of shit we would have to take from... Ugh. Anyway... All right, let, let's get this over with. Yeah, you got, we gotta, you got a shower to take. We had a dinner to eat. So thank you all for listening as usual. Uh, follow us at Double Post Pod on Twitter. This is probably like very surprising for people to like. Oh yeah. Hear this episode because we didn't get. I didn't give any sort of warning or anything. Oh, you publicly. Didn't? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't. Um. So yeah, uh, rate us five stars, please. You can do. It, you can do it on Spotify now. Uh, they have a rating system, so go go check that out. And. You got anything else? Um, just that, I mean, hopefully we're going to get back into this. Um, I know that this episode was, we kind of like breezed through a bunch of stuff and like. <laughs> we're at very different points in our day today as well. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like doing this and I'm, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we finally found carved out some time to get it done. Yeah. Um, it kind of just happened. I was like, let's, let's, let's fucking go. Let's do this right now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Super last minute. Like we, I didn't like Ch- Charlie typed up a quick outline, um, like probably five minutes before we started this. But other than that, like, how about that we didn't time too? Minute ten, under a minute ten. Yeah, I know. That's amazing for us. I did not. I didn't think we were gonna get through most of the stuff we did. To be honest, Reed and I yesterday doing doing the Ducks football pod, we like <laughs> we we didn't even realize we went for two hours. Yeah, we went two hours. That was, a, that was a long ass episode. <sighs> it happens. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you decided to stick with it or give us another chance after being gone for... <laughs> after disappointing you so many times. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Thanks. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, no. Uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Go Timbers. Go Timbers. <laughs> <laughs>